Hey everyone, and welcome to a special 9-11 episode of NYC's Back. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Today I'm joined by director Brian Knappenberger, who's at the helm of the new Netflix docuseries, Turning Point, 9-11 and the War on Terror. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to be able to give you and this documentary the proper introduction that it deserves because I've seen a lot of documentaries about 9-11 and this was hands down the best doc that I've literally ever seen um, detailing 9-11 and what happened that day and why it happened. And I've, I'm not kidding. I've been talking about it to everybody mm. like since for the last week. So, I mean, honestly, you did such a superb job. Thank you so much. Thank you. That yes. means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that. no, really. Now, I, you're LA-based. I'm wondering mm -hmm. what your connection is to New York City. Well, I've I've uh, spent a lot of time in New York City, just growing up mm -hmm. and, and and elsewhere. I've mostly lived on the West Coast, but um, but yeah, I mean, like any, everybody, uh, I was glued to the screen on 9/11, and I just couldn't mm -hmm. take my eyes off of it. It was so. It was just. It, I, I could not believe what I was seeing that day, like so many people. Right. And um, and it and it really you really understood that something something here bigger was was happening and uh, it would go on to sort of change my whole life and career. My first on the first anniversary of nine eleven, I was in uh, Afghanistan. I went to Afghanistan and I made one of my very first films. So I was wow. trying to understand it uh, even back then, and uh, and that became a PBS Frontline. And and since then, I've always wanted to go back. So I've always wanted to sort of understand. I think the ten year anniversary, I wanted to. Uh, I was pitching a film as a series as yeah. well, but now at the 20 year anniversary mark, I just thought it was really important to to look back at that day, how what led to it, which I think is really really important, um, and then uh, just where we've been since then, the, the 20 years of the war on terror, and how that that changed us, um, what we've what we've done. Uh, you know, in terms of the wars that it engaged us in, the mm -hmm. way that it um, changed the way we, you know, it, it changed our government, you know, it created the Department of Homeland Security, uh, directly created things like, you know, or led to things like ICE, stuff like that. It, mm -hmm. um, it just changed us in all sorts of ways. And I thought the 20th year anniversary is the time to not just look back at that day, but Right. understand where it came from and where it went after that. I do think it's, uh, that's why we called it a turning point. I mean, I, I really do believe uh, it was a turning point in history. That's absolutely correct. And for someone like me, who I was a junior in high school when this happened, you know, I, I guess I didn't fully understand every single detail of why and, and when and Watching your documentary, I found myself saying, oh, my gosh, I, I did not realize this. There was just yeah. so many things that I was like, wait, I, I'm just at the age now where it's it's all clicking. And that sounds really stupid because I'm like late 30s. But it's like, it's, I mean, honestly, and I start talking to my parents about it. And I'm like, I just can't even imagine as an adult with children, you know, now I have children of my own watching something like this unfold. And, you know, I wasn't even in New York City at the time. I um, had gotten into college and I was set to go the next year. And my parents were just like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And then we ultimately agreed that, you know what, this sounds really messed up. There's probably not going to be another attack for a long time. And now here I am 20 years later with my own children wondering if there's going to be another attack. And look what's happening in the world right now. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's, it's crazy. 
I think that that's, you know, part, part of, and I feel like I'm getting a little of this on, on, on this, the response to this series has just been enormous, just absolutely mm-hmm. enormous. Uh, lots and lots of uh, response on Twitter and social media and everything else. And, and I'm getting this similar sort of feeling that it's the same thing I felt that it's now we have the distance that we need in order to sort of start putting this together. What is this? What, why did this happen? What happened exactly? What led to that? And, mm-hmm. and then, and then after nine 11, we made decisions, we had choices were made and what does, and, and now I think that the 20th university, you know, putting those pieces together, it's time to kind of look, look back and, and understand the whole thing. Right. Right. And, and honestly, I, I am still learning something new every day. And I'm also, I'm lucky enough to be in the same station as Mayor Rudy Giuliani. So he has been doing, you know, he has a show here at three o'clock every day and leading up to 9-11, he's been doing all these um, special shows and we have special programming this weekend. And just hearing him talk about it, it makes me cry. <laughs> it's crazy. I literally, it brings tears to my eyes because I just, you know, I, I can't even imagine. Now, I want to ask you, do you believe any of the 9-11 conspiracies that potentially the government was involved and how all of that sort of happened? Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but. No, I, I don't. I'll just, I mean, I, we, 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 you know, I think you, (laughs) no, but I mean, I think, look, when you, when you do something on 9-11, it's inevitable that the truthers come out, right? Mm -hmm. That that's, that's just part of the kind of information environment that we, that we live in now. And, you know, we got a little bit of that on Twitter, you know, this explanation that uh, jet fuel doesn't, doesn't melt steel beams, or there was another, you know, this was inside job, all that. Honestly, it's been, it's been pretty minimal. I I, I thought we might get more of that. Um, yeah. but we didn't really, but, you know, we felt a little bit with the trailer when the trailer came out, um, you know, nothing is a coincidence. They knew this was coming, that, that sort of thing. And, and of course that's, that's nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. although one, one thing I would say is, uh, <laughs> yes, in some ways I, we did know this was coming. I mean, yeah. you know, I think if you've been paying attention in any real way to Afghanistan, what's been happening in Afghanistan, um, you knew that. It was it was there was a, a kind of a very strong possibility for a Taliban takeover. Uh, right. I, I think that's true. If you spend a half an hour talking with veterans, um, I think that's true. If you look at um, things like the Afghanistan Papers, Craig Whitlock's great work that mm-hmm. he did at the at the at the Washington Post, where you see behind the scenes interviews with people, very high level officials talking about yeah. why it went wrong. And there's no question that that war has been a failure. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that that part of the conspiracy theory where it's like you knew this was coming. I mean, look, that's not conspiracy theory. That's not even clairvoyance on my part. I think that's just the question of of saying, you know, this this has been a mess for quite a long time. And the right. goals weren't the goals were never clear. And um, and and the possibility of a Taliban takeover was very, very real. So that that part, you know, I I um, the conspiracy theorists are. Uh, crazy. No question about it. <laughs> They're crazy. They're That's crazy. what I was but, wondering. I was like, you don't actually think any. Okay, cool. Just but I, but I would also say, you know, I, I understand uh, that, mm-hmm. that this has been one of the most underreported wars in American history. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Uh, during those 20 years, you know, it hasn't been well reported on. And it's a strong argument to be made that that um, getting into the war in Iraq, you know, the government lied to us that or that or that that was turned out that the reasons we went to Iraq 
turned out to not be true. Mm -hmm. So as crazy as the conspiracy theorists are, I understand that misinformation grows in a environment of where there's a lack of solid information. I think that's been the case here, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think I also sometimes think conspiracy theory is uh, maybe this is more than you're asking, but I do think it's a way of dealing. No, I love it. (laughs) You're you're giving me a lot here and I love it because no, it's, it's interesting. And um, you know, something like this, I, I'm watching it and it must've taken you. I can't even imagine how long to put this together with all of the interviews and the footage. And, you know, it's just, it was so much more detailed than any other documentary, right? Like it just, there are so many moving pieces. I, it's like the, I guess the, the thinker in me, my brain was just going crazy, just, you know, watching it and and trying to figure out how long it took you. It, did it take a while? <laughs> yeah, well, to one, to some degree or another, we've been, I've been doing this since I was in Afghanistan and, you know, in 2002. But uh, yeah. the truth is, um, this production was about a year. It took about one mm-hmm. year. We conducted over 88 interviews, um, multiple languages, uh, four different countries during a pandemic. It was, it was a challenge. There's no question yeah. about it, but it was, um, but, uh, and, and, you know, part of it was really understand the ambition of our, of what we set out to accomplish, sure. which I think is to really set the context for, for what happened and, and, and understand what led us to this moment that we're in now. Yeah. So um, yeah, there, there's there was a solid team working pretty pretty hard, almost nonstop for about a year. Oh my gosh! And that's actually okay. So you've been collecting this footage basically for twenty years, though. I mean, well, I've been paying attention closely for twenty years. And, okay, and you've had this idea of because. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's uh, but but actual production was about a year. I think we started okay. about a year ago. Yeah. I'm so impressed that it only <laughs> took a year. That's so impressive to me. Oh, my goodness. Now, with everything that's happening right now in Afghanistan, I also think that the timing is incredibly crazy um, with the 20 year anniversary in this documentary. And yeah. it just makes me think about, you know, the administration now and the administration then where to me, I you know, I, I find it unfair, um, to judge both administrations, if that makes sense. I mean, I think that no matter what, no matter what party you're affiliated with, you know, we're always going to find issues when madness and chaos is happening and, and terror attacks are happening, right? We're always going to find problems with the way that it's handled. So, how do you compare the way that things are being handled now to back then? And would you anticipate another attack? Well, what's what's interesting, and you know, if you lay out the twenty years of the war on terror, there's no question that that administration, that all the administrations, this now touches four presidents, mm-hmm. um, would um, uh, have been. That there, there were there were mistakes made along the way. I mean, this this sure. is this is a colossal failure. I think uh, twenty three million trillion dollars spent, four thousand American lives lost, more uh, many more soldiers coming home, um, wounded, both either missing limbs or uh, with really experiencing the trauma of the war in ways mm-hmm. that they still carry around with them. Yeah. Uh, probably close to. I mean, I think we're at a hundred and. Official figures are 150 Afghan civilians dead, probably closer to 200,000. A lot of those are not involved in the war in any way. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a major effort here that has that started with um, getting rid of the Taliban and ended with the Taliban coming back into power virtually with no difference. So yeah. um, th- this this was a failure. 
uh, based on the goals that were set out and articulated at the beginning. Um, you know, we live in a highly politicized environment in which uh, highly partisan environment in which I think it's it's you know, you've heard a lot of criticism of Biden uh, for the pullout. You know, I, I think this was going to be a mess no matter what. Um, I think I think it was leading in one general direction, at least since 2008, 2007, mm-hmm. 2008. Um, it, it was sort of leading to this. Um, you know, I think I think people are going to make partisan politics out of this, but it's been pretty it's been a nonpartisan yeah. failure. Yeah, I agree. I actually totally agree with you on that, um, because at this point in in life, people are making politics out of masks and vaccines and everything. So it's like, why, you know, why not this? But I do think you articulated it very well when you said that we started with the Taliban and look where we are now. We are ending with the Taliban. And that's that's not cool. That's that's literally not cool. And, you know, today we were sitting here playing clips from July when Joe Biden said, no, we're, there's not going to be a Taliban takeover. And, you know, we're like, wow, this, this is serious now because now there is right now there is, and it might not be here, but how long until it comes here. But anyway, I think we've been believing our own, uh, our own press for a while. I think, I think leaders for a long time have painted a rosy picture about us meeting our goals in Afghanistan, that we're turning a corner, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. This is what we've been hearing for a long time. And I think generally speaking, maybe that's, I mean, Intelligence reports, you know, when we first started this, seem to suggest that like a, a year, it might that that you know it might last a year. The, the national Afghan National Army might might hold off about a year. Then right. it started getting to more like six months or so, uh, more closer to the like three months after the takeover. That's um, after the handoff to to the Afghan government after the United right. States left. Uh, it started getting more and more kind of worries troublesome that it might happen a little sooner. I think it was generally a surprise to most people that it was that that the Afghan National Army didn't show up at all. It didn't see, it seemed yeah. to seem to to, yes. to to just disappear. So I think it was surprising, but it but it comes not from Biden. It comes from it comes from a, a long line of believing that we were making progress when right. it turns out we weren't. Right. I I completely hear you on that. And um, just to wrap things up, I'm going to go a little cliche with you and just say, why should people watch this documentary and not, you know, the Nat Geo docs that you see or the CNBC ones that are play over and over again on repeat? Right. Well, I think, uh, and by the way, I should, I haven't seen a lot of those. So, and I'm I'm sure, and I'm a fan of anything that really looks at that day and tries to understand it. What we set out to do, I think, is is different than just look at the day itself. Uh, what we wanted to do is understand the context. How did that happen, right? And and that and and then you know it, we set out with this kind of strong belief that that at the twentieth year anniversary, it was time in a very clear eyed way, um, it, you know, of, of the good, the bad, the ugly, in every possible way, to look at what that what we did after nine eleven. What happened? What is the war on terror? What happened? I think we might be the first ever to do that. Not not just in terms of what's airing now. We might be the first ever to do this, to really look at what led. I think to the, you are. Yeah, and I and I think it's time. It's it's time for one of those long form. Let's look at what this all meant because we as a country need to understand where this came from, uh, and we need to understand, you know, if we crossed lines uh, post nine eleven. Right? We, right. we need to understand what this happens. I, I think it was time for that. And um, uh, and again, I haven't seen any of the stuff that's coming out. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of 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 looking and understanding what people went through that day. 
but but I think it's also time to get a little bigger uh, with this good, bad, ugly, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What what was this turning point in history? Yeah, I think that was incredibly well said, and and I would encourage, and I have been encouraging everybody to watch this documentary, is it'll really open your eyes to a lot of things, and you know everything. Like my sentiment, like I mentioned, I am nervous that the country is so divided that in order for the country to sort of gel back together, there's going to be some kind of terror attack and we're all going to be like, oh my gosh, now we're all Americans again. It, it petrifies me. I'm, I'm so scared and I'm scared for my kids as well. But, um, but anyway, just to end on a good note, everybody should watch this. It was so nice to meet you. Um, thank, thank you, you for much. your time. Yeah. Good luck with everything. And I also loved, uh, Gabriel Fernandez as well. Oh, thought you did you. a great job thank with you. that. So thank you're you welcome. very much. Of course. Thanks. Ryan. All right. Bye. Great. Thanks. Thank you.